Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world the old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard the old firm through the decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon's thanking the Celtic board for keeping him in a job He doesn't think angry protests will help though Stephen Gerrard's full of praise for Alan McGregor As he closes in on a record-breaking appearance And a police investigation's been launched into possible financial irregularities at St Mirren I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi So Neil Lennon made it onto the plane to Milan He's still the Celtic manager Celtic is a dead rubber tomorrow night in terms of qualifying for Europe Celtic's out But it's important for Neil Lennon And his players To try and get some kind of performance in And possibly a result Ahead of what is their biggest game of the week And that is against St Johnson at home In the league on Sunday afternoon And for Rangers Alan McGregor His 83rd appearance And he'd love it to be on a night Where he helps Rangers Just clinch that uh, place In the last 32 of the Europa League I mean, Andy Haldy, you're relatively new to this mad world that we exist in, in here between six and eight. And uh, I could tell at the weekend you were a little bit taken aback by by just how manic it gets when when uh, when things don't go yeah. go to plan. I was certainly shocked when the second goal hit the back of the net, but yeah, even more shocked when the when the call started flooding in and what followed. But yeah, it's uh, you know Matt's spot on there. It's, it might be a dead rubber and fixture, but you know we're you know, pressure increasingly grown from sections of the Celtic supports a huge game for Neil Lennon and his players. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to get in touch and put your point to Andy Halliday or Mark Guidi this evening. It's a bit of an ongoing theme this one this week. Celtic fans, how are you feeling? A couple of days on, have you have you calmed down at all? Has the way it's played out this week made you even more anxious to, to get change? I don't know. You tell us. Neil Lennon's thanking the board for keeping him in a job. Uh what do, you, what do you make of that? Where does the team go from here? There's obviously a Europa League game tomorrow Underdogs Can anything that happens tomorrow change Your opinion on, on where the club goes from here? You tell us 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB What have you made of this Day by day if you like Mark? Because there's been a little bit to add yeah. You know even stemming from Was it last week? Did we discuss the banner seven days ago? 
I think yes, perhaps we did. The, the three yeah, of us in here yeah, we did, yeah. um, Sorry it was Chris Burke with you last week um, And since then Celtic have had another disappointing result mm-hmm. Then the scenes outside afterwards Peter Lawwell issuing a statement yesterday Neil Lennon thanking them today How have you seen all this play out in the last week or so? Well, I mean I was uh, you know Thursday night I didn't see a 4-1 defeat coming for Celtic I, mean, I, I thought they were out anyway before that game But still the way they've just uh, capitulated uh, game after game And then Sunday uh, I didn't think that uh, that Neil Lennon would survive um, Sunday's uh, result. Uh, you know, ultimately, I think the players are the biggest culprits at the club just now. But unfortunately for managers, managers carry the can. Uh, Celtic have made it clear they're going to back him, which is fine. That's their prerogative. It's up to the board. That said, um, they shouldn't be backing him just as an act of defiance against three or four hundred fans. They should only be backing him if he believes the, the right man is the job because they have a duty to the football club. They've a duty to 50,000 season ticket holders and other supporters that have paid their money into the club that have had nothing back this season. So, you know, the decision... Is it, is it your the, suspicion that that might be the case? Is that the way these things work sometimes? Could it be an act of defiance? Well, I think that's that certainly looked like what was coming out of the of the club, you know, that they, they won't be dictated to. And I get that by... I don't know how many fans were there on Sunday. Was it three or 400 fans outside the ground? Was it more? I don't know. But I, So I totally get that. And, and the, you know, the, the, the banner, which I thought... Uh, was appalling um, the, the the week before this time last week but but that said now if they believe that Neil Lenz are right man that's absolutely fine if they can see things in the, in there that, that's going to improve then okay fine but make the decision on what you believe is right to go and win football games not uh, to show that you won't be dictated to by three or four uh, hundred fans I mean whether it's the right decision or not Andy's is for the fans on, on the show between now and eight o'clock and we'll get to that just, just purely having Having seen the, the the level of of anger and frustration on Sunday, are you surprised that Neil Lennon is still the manager? I'm not asking you whether you think it's right or wrong. I just wonder if if you thought it would play out differently. Uh, no, which um, you know with the the calls you've been getting on this show might shock you know a number of supporters that call in. I just feel that you know it's, in context, it's it's Celtic's second domestic defeat in a year, uh, knocked out in a tournament, uh, knocked out in a cup. Sorry, where. No, domestically they've dominated all cups for a number of years now so you can see the frustrations there but I think if you look at Celtic's next five league fixtures before the old firm four at home uh, St Johnston, Kilmarnock, Ross County and Dundee United so I'm pretty sure that uh, they'll be confident they can put a run you know, together to kick start the season 1419511025 that's the number you need get in touch let us know what your take is on everything that's going on at the moment You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Neil Lennon's been speaking today It's the first time we've heard from him since Sunday's thanking the Celtic board For publicly backing him He says he would though Have understood If he had been sacked Chief Executive Peter Lowell Called for unity After Sunday's scenes In the wake of that game Against Ross County Not in my heart of heart But you know I could understand If that would have been the case Yeah Well I'm very grateful You know There's a game We talk about this Durability They're not a board That just Sack managers um, for the sake of it. You know, we've had great success. We're going through a, a t- you know a tough time, but they don't sort of leave you out on the lurch. There's great support here. It's great support from supporters, letters, emails. There's been great support from other managers in the game and the LMA who've seen it all before and probably deal with this on a daily basis. From my own point of view, you know, it's really encouraging and comforting. And I've had great support from the players as well. Right, let's get stuck in on the phones then Cameron is going to lead us off tonight He's calling in from Irvine As a Celtic fan, Cameron, what do you make of all this? How's it, guys? Good. Um, 
No, I just want to say, myself, a lot of Celtic fans, you know, are kind of fed up with uh, the way things are at the moment and, you know, do think that maybe it's time Neil Lennon goes. But realistically, who are we going to bring in to replace him? You know, the stocks are, I don't know, like Gordon Strachan, another ex-Celtic man coming in, but is that just going to be another yes man to the board and just, you know, bring him in to appease the fans? Because as far as I'm concerned, no decent manager worth their salt is going to look at the state Celtic thing just now and think, I want to put my reputation on the line and come in and try and do something with this team and try and win them something this season. I just want to know what you guys think. What do you think, Mark? You hear that a lot, don't you? Well, if Neil Lennon, you know, who, who should we hire? Who, who's going to be better? Who's out there? Sort of thing. Does that is that a, a big obstacle for you? Uh, I mean, well, f- you know, first of all, I, I find these things a wee bit difficult because Neil Lennon is yeah, in the job. So, but you know, hypothetically, you know, Cameron's saying there that you know, you know, what manager's going to put his on the line? Well, you know, let's just see Celtic are looking for a manager just now. It is a good selling point. The title's still in your own hands. It's a hell of an ask. It's a tough, tough ask. Celtic are look as if they're in, in, in free fall and Rangers are a well-oiled machine that look as if they're going to canter towards the title that said I think Celtic well, they've got 24 league games to go 25 whatever it is um, so it's in your own hands three old firm games in that uh, a chance to win a quadruple treble uh, in three weeks time so there's a lot there actually to like there's a lot to make you scared of the job as well but there's a lot to like for Neil Lennon to stay in it and for any new guy, should it should it come to the end of the line and, and the board decide that Neil Lennon's time's up? But the the one thing, just going back to the interview with Neil Lennon there in, in Milan, or just before he left for Milan, great support from managers, da 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 da. And I've had great support from the players. Well, they better start showing it where it matters out on the pitch because it looks as if the players do not care a jot for Neil Lennon. They don't care a jot for the club. And where is their self pride? Whether you like a manager or not, and Andy will know this. Whether you like a manager or not, or you rate him, or, or he's training, his tactics, whatever, when you put a jersey on and you're being paid, you've got to go out there for yourself, if nothing else, and go and do better. And the performances from the Celtic players, take Neil Lennon right out of it, the performance from the Celtic players in a number of games this season has been nothing short of scandalous. So, so Cameron, are you, you're happy enough then, you've, you're able to give Neil Lennon your backing as things stand? I want to say yeah I do want to say yeah But I mean He's got He's really got I can't expect the result Tomorrow night in Milan I'll be honest The weekend's the big one Anton shot a three points This weekend I think is And I agree with, with You know what you just said there About the players You know guys like In Cham and Edward Whoever kind of You know Top top players if you will You know They don't look Like they can be bothered They don't look like They're playing for the manager And you know, I do think the players only getting as much stick as they should be because at the end of the day, they're the ones on the pitch kicking the ball. But no, Neil Lennon. Andy, this this notion of tomorrow is quite an interesting one because well, it is a, it is a dead rubber. The, the group has gone. On top of that, some Celtic fans say, "Wow, well, Europe doesn't matter this season. It's all about ten in a row." But you just know the way this works. For everyone who's angry about Neil Lennon's position. They'll use this as a stick to beat him if it if it goes particularly wrong tomorrow, will they not? Yeah, and there's been a couple of people in this show that have said, you know, the league's all that matters for the past few weeks now, but when you lose four one away to Sparta Prague, four one at home to Sparta Prague in the manner that they did, then that's when these these questions obviously start to arise. The reason I feel as if it's a it's still a big fixture is the fact that we all know how quickly football can change. And if Celtic can get a positive result tomorrow and then going into the five league fixtures that I've explained, you know, it could start to look uh, obviously mm. up for Celtic and listen Rangers are on the best 
uh, their best league start for over half a century. If Rangers could then obviously drop a point or two over the next few fixtures, then then the league t- uh, table starts to to take a turn and take a change. So everything can change. Uh, but Mark was saying about players with personal pride. If a new manager is about to come in, I'm not. Sh- I, 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 uh, I'm positive they'll, they'll do they'll, they'll do their homework. They'll watch all previous games, and if players aren't performing for for what people feel for Neil Lennon, then any new manager that's coming in is going to take notice of that. So. First and foremost, I think Celtic players will, will have to get back to the, the performances that they've showed in the past because the gulf between Celtic and Ross County is too big. The gulf, in my opinion, between Celtic and Sparta Prague should be too big, but they're just not doing the job at the moment. Now, let's bring in Stephen and Airdrie. Thanks a lot, Cameron. That's the first time we've had the, the pleasure of speaking to you. Hopefully we'll do it again. Stephen is in Airdrie. We just played the clip, Stephen. Neil Lennon, he's thanking the Celtic board for, for publicly backing him. How do you feel listening to that? It's, it's actually thanking the, the Celtic board for being spineless. Absolutely spineless. Tonight, Peter Lawwell should go and go tonight. I was on a Sunday. I phoned before Ross County's second goal, if you remember rightly. First on a Sunday, and says then they should have went on Sunday night at 5 o'clock. The fact that that man is still on a job tonight, and you've got a chief executive who shows total disrespect for the Celtic fans who have spent millions of pounds backing them. So they have. And he comes out with a statement like that today. It's time for him to go tonight, along with Lennon and Kennedy and Strachan, bring in Leanne Dexter. At least he can actually make a decision. Uh, as the it's manager? absolutely scandalous. You don't want her in the dugout, what do you? It, sorry? You don't want what? her in the dugout, do you? No, I want her in the boardroom, because at least she'll make a decision. I mean, it's absolutely scandalous. And see these comments coming out the last two days, say, Peter can't make a decision law well. And Neil Lennon the day As good as up the morning It's us getting beat with five Let's not kid ourselves here And we can't afford to lose another game We can't even afford to draw a game in the league The players are not doing it Neil Lennon's tactics And team selection Is absolutely atrocious The last four games Against Rangers We've been absolutely outplayed out of the park And not once as they try to change it We played Rangers at home this year and didn't have a single shot on target on goal. Not a single shot. He should have went then. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just a, a, a lot to get through there, Stephen. But you said Peter Lowell can't make a decision. He's made a decision. He's made a big decision. He's decided to keep Neil Lennon. He's issued a statement putting his name to that. It might not be the decision that you like, and lots of people will agree, but you can't say that he's not making a decision. He's making a decision for the good of the Celtic board the PLC board so they don't have to start paying out money it's absolutely scandalous if Sunday night told them anything it's like I mean somebody says on Sunday that it's 50-50 the Celtic fans it's no way it's 50-50 I've, I've not met a Celtic fan yet this week who thinks it should still be in a job they shouldn't have been in a job on Monday morning the only reason why I thought it was still in a job on Monday morning is because they went to the stock market opening because they had to announce it then it's absolutely shocking and if they can't Get things right I mean Let's not kid ourselves Rangers The only team that's going to take Points off Rangers this season Is us If we get our act together We're not getting our act together We have players who don't want to play For a manager And a manager Who Has no need to a plan A Never mind a plan B Alright quite a lot to take in Mark Guidi What do you think? Well I, I, I think I'll pick up on the point That the the, the club are, are, uh, Have made the decision To you know To save them a few quid For having to you know 
potentially pay off Neil Lennon and bring in somebody. I don't get that because, you know, one thing the you know the, there's business minds in that um, uh, uh, boardroom and of course Dermot Desmond and they know if it doesn't go right this season that you're potentially looking at half in your season to you're potentially looking at the top tier being closed um, next season. That, that, that's how bad it could uh, it could become. So they clearly believe. And whether the fans, Stephen and other supporters agree with it or not, they clearly believe at the moment that Neil Lennon can go and get a tune out of these players, can go and win on, on, on Sunday. Because I, I would agree with Stephen on that. I think any more drop points and, and, and I think the league um, is over. So Celtic have to win on Sunday. And there must be a belief there that uh, Neil Lennon can go and, as, as Andy mentioned at the top of the show, if you look at the next four or five games, they're certainly winnable um, ahead of, of the old Fulgham. But... There is no margin for either, absolutely not. That's a good point, actually, about the, the implications financially. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, you know, fans talking about now taking back the, the refund from the end of last season that, that they mm. didn't take. Now, you know, make a stand, let's go back and, and take those refunds. Celtic fans, Celtic season ticket holders, is, is that actually a thing? Is that actually happening? Or is that one of these social media phenomenons that gets blown up into more than it actually is? I'd be keen to get your inside info on that. 01419511025. Uh, Stephen, just before we let you go, given that the group is over, given that Celtic would have gone into tomorrow night as, as massive underdogs anyway, Will you forgive Neil Lennon that if it doesn't go go to plan tomorrow night? Gordon, let's not kid ourselves. It's not going to plan tomorrow night. I could have thought tomorrow night is going to be three or four. But that's my point. Are you going to additionally hold that against Neil Lennon, or are you able to to sort of write it off and and focus on the league? I, I've written it off because we're not winning tomorrow night. I mean, not saying there the next few games are winnable. We could beat all Frost County at home in a game on Sunday where there's major pressure. No game on that is point, you're right. There's, there's, I would agree with you on that. There's little evidence to suggest that, that Celtic can go and win their next four or five games in a row ahead of the I, I get that, not, not not counting tomorrow night, taking that out of the picture. I totally get that. There's next to no evidence to suggest it can be done, but clearly the decision makers at the club believe that it can be done and they believe in. And Neil Lennon and, and, and that's why they're at the football club They make those decisions Whether you agree with them or not Whether it's tomorrow or not Andy How tough is it though When things have got this way Because it's all piling up they're, Realistically How many Celtic players Can you can you count on right now t- Tomorrow to, to know Right okay They're the ones that will go in And, and do a job There probably aren't many So that, it makes it pretty tough To approach a game of that that You know that magnitude In terms of the, the challenge That faces you yeah, definitely. I don't think you can pick one, to be honest. I don't think you can pick one where you can say they've played up to their standards, their high standards, their usual standards for the season. And you know, how many times have we said in this show over the last few weeks that you know Celtic need Dodson Edward back flying, they need them back firing goals and, and being confident in front of goals and get fit again. And it's just not the case just now. So you've seen numerous times over the last few weeks where Neil Lennon's either changed shape, changed personnel, and uh, no matter who's coming in, it's they're not playing up to expectations. So tomorrow is a big game. Uh, I, I do also agree with Stephen that leading up to the Old Firm game the 2nd of January there's no there's no room for error whatsoever Whenever. for Celtic and, and, and even going into that game you still have to feel they've got to take something Right thanks Stephen that was Stephen in Airdrie 0141 Some more interesting comments from Neil Lennon I'll let you hear them next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here to take your calls 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB Stephen the previous caller very critical um, of Neil Lennon but a bit of support out there on Twitter Ryan O'Donnell says 
Lennon still has the support um, Of the majority Of the fans Two games in hand From the league And things could still Turn around I, I, It doesn't feel like It's the majority Mark But Yeah I, I accept that some people Sometimes those who are against Things shout, shout the loudest Yeah yep. um, whether it's the majority or not Pretty hard to measure It's hard imagine. to tell Particularly when fans aren't allowed Inside stadiums um, as well. Mark Lennon no, no relation I don't think By the way uh, Stephen and Airdrie Does not speak for all Celtic fans Too many critics uh, Seem to forget that So a bit of love out there For Neil Lennon Or at least a bit of support Let's hear again From the man himself This is him reacting to The protest outside Celtic Park On Sunday um, The manager believes That angry protests Won't help Disappointed You know we're hurt you know, I understand the sort of frustrations of, you know, the supporters because ultimately, you know, we're not in the, in a great run at the minute. Um, but it serves no purpose, you know, particularly for the players. I, I'm old enough and big enough to take, you know, criticism, abuse, and some of it's justified, some of it's over the top. That's the role of a manager. Um, and that's the responsibility you have to bear. We, we're all in agreement we, we must do better And we have to do that with results and performances I think it only takes a flick of a switch It serves no purpose Those types of scenes According to Neil Lennon, Mark Yeah, I'd agree They're not pleasant to see at all Particularly in the circumstances And I just think some of the vitriol Aimed towards Neil Lennon In, in, in particular From Sunday and uh, you know the past couple of days I think it's really poor because the one word that stuck out again from me there is I'm hurt. But as a guy has been involved with the club on and off for 20 years, five titles as a manager, three um, as a player. And, and then he says, you know, I, you know uh, people are entitled to, to, to abuse me, but someone's like, well, you're not. You're not, you know, you're not entitled to, to verbally uh, abuse a football man just because you're not happy with results or these tactics, these team selections. Yeah, have an opinion, be critical, but be respectful um, of people. In those jobs, and I just think some a lot of the the reaction has been very very poor, and you know aimed towards a man who's given fantastic service to to the football club over a, a number of years. Uh, I'm I'm sure the circumstances won't be identical, Andy, but I'm sure at times you've had that sort of um, mass anger, mass frustration, given some of the the results over over the t- over the last couple of years. Perhaps Neil Lennon speaks about the effect it has on. On players, how do how do players deal with that sort of thing? I mean, it's it, some of the big questions you can get. You know, even if you look at sort of Rangers season last season, is um, you know what happened. You look at the, the run of results and the, the run of performances after January, and the fact of the matter is, you, sometimes you, you, you you're lost. You, you can't answer it. You don't know. You don't know why it's turned. And I'm sure Celtic players are feeling that just now, though. There's no way they're not going into a game against Ross County confident that they're going to get the win. Mm-hmm. But then when they've stepped onto the pitch and you know players of their ability and players of their standard that have won I think it was 11 domestic trophies, 12 domestic trophies, whatever it was in a row, can't pass from A to B 10 yards under no pressure. They, it, sometimes you just can't answer it. And it's uh, they, they will be confident they can turn that around. But there's no doubt that they're feeling the, the growing pressure come for the stands. T- tell me this, Andy, something I just thought I, I want to... Uh, you're, you're a Glasgow boy You're a Rangers fan You're no longer at the club But you were there Last year So you, we, we hear people saying Oh you're, you're Dembele's Or you're in Shams Or you know Whoever You're, you're non kind of Celtic supporters If you like um, Don't care about 10 in a row Doesn't matter You know They're only interested In, in getting a big move And, and doubling their money Which is which is fair I don't have a problem with that But in the Rangers dressing room Andy And you've been there Do the Rangers players Like the opposite As in 
It means something to me to, to stop nine last season. Mm-hmm. It means something to me to stop ten. Like, like your non sort of Rangers supporters, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I still always felt that that everyone was was doing their best and and, and all try to band together and get towards the same goal. It was just a case of you know you feel brilliant leading up to the game, even though you've had a poor run of results. But you know, once the first misplaced pass is done, once if you go one 0 down, you just feel the atmosphere within the game changing and. And I'll, I always say, like when you play against you no know, teams outside the old forum, if you give them something to hold on to, they will hold on to it for everything they've got. Like, you could watch Ross County for the previous three, four, five weeks and watch them get battered two 0 three 0 four 0 If they play against Rangers and Celtic and they get a one goal lead to hold on to, mm-hmm. you're facing eleven bodies for mm-hmm. the next seventy minutes of the game. And sometimes, regardless of opposition, it's hard to break down. And I think you could see that with the game against Celtic at the weekend. Liam and Paisley, what's your take on it? How are you doing? Um... No, I just want to know what the boys think about. See, the what's his name? Desmond's come out and said they're spiting. No, they're keeping Lennon in a job by the looks of it, just despite the fans. And if Celtic lose to Milan tomorrow, how does Neil Lennon stay in a job? I mean, Liam, given that the board have backed him publicly in, in statement form, you're not going to then sack him after losing a game that no one expects them to win anyway, are you? But he came out and said. He was expecting to lose his job after Celtic lost to Ross County uh-huh. at the weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll repeat the question to you, Mark. If if you go and give the big show of faith on uh, Tuesday, Celtic going to tomorrow as underdogs. You know, surely that's not yeah, enough I, to change I, anything. I, I don't. I can't see Neil Lennon losing his job tomorrow night or Friday morning, regardless uh, of the result. So, so it's about Sunday. Um, that, that's the most important thing. It's it's a league game. Celtic's out of Europe. And that's not to say that they all just go and switch off and you know accept a four, five, six, nothing defeat. But it, it's Sunday's the most important game, and um, I don't think what happens tomorrow night will uh, in any way hamper uh, the decision to keep him in charge for Sunday. And if things don't go to plan on Sunday, I think we're entering into a different uh, discussion. But for now, uh, I fully one hundred percent expect Neil Lennon to be in charge of Celtic come uh, Sunday afternoon against St. Johnson. Is that not a bit unfair? On Neil Lennon Liam to, to try and pin it on this game tomorrow It's not just that game It's the whole build up That'll be two If they don't win tomorrow That's two wins in 11 games It's not just that game Like just the Ross County game Wasn't the last final straw It's just the build up Two wins in 11 You've had boys like John Barnes Tony Mowbray They've had better records Than Neil Lennon And they both lost their jobs no, I, Listen I, I do get that But if you look at the timing And the way it's played out Celtic Announce if you like yesterday That Neil Lennon is still the man for them They're standing by that So that's done And that's where we're at today But you then want them sacked On the back of losing a game Which last time I checked Celtic were 7-1 to To win or something along those lines That that seems like a bit of a An unfair barometer for Neil Lennon Does it not? No but they just went downhill so much Like over the past Look at the game last year Was the Lazio They were flying to beat them Can't see Milan Much different from them in terms of quality And by the way Just on, on that Liam What was the main reason You know, that Celtic managed to win in Lazio? Because we're playing good football They're not playing good football and, last year And also Who was in goals? They had a top class goalkeeper in goals That that, that, that kept them in, in, in many games Last season And that's part of the problem as well this season They do not have A title winning Top class goalkeeper On their books Mark, do you fully expect Celtic to go into the January transfer window and, and try and obviously try and rectify what's happening in the goalkeeper position after spending five million? I, I, I would, I would think so. If Celtic are still in the title race, um, 
come uh, you know the start of January and the weather's too soon to bring somebody in ahead of the, the game against Rangers on January set, I'd probably accept that because even if you got somebody in the first, you'd only get one training session. But um, if Celtic's still in the title race, and if they are, then I'd imagine Neil Lennon would still be the manager. But but if something happens, it's not whoever the manager is. I think the goalkeeping situation is one that urgently needs to be addressed. Type of thing we hear all the time, Andy, is about players. Not necessarily just here, but all the time you hear it. Players have chucked it They've lost the dressing room You know players have chucked it They're not trying th- th- Does that actually happen? Have you have you witnessed players in your, your career Who you thought were not trying deliberately? I mean maybe I'm being naive Because they've either been a teammate of mine Or, or the way I've felt uh, Regardless if I liked a, or, or disliked a manager You've been playing football since a kid And ever since you stepped onto a field you have wanted to win no matter what if you're playing a training game a competitive game a Europa League game a Scottish Cup game no matter what game it is you're, you're competitive your drive is to win if you dislike a manager I don't see how that can change and uh, there's got to be a case of personal pride that when you're pulling on any jersey that you'll do everything you can to, to try and win a game of football and so uh, for me I've, I've never really bought into that I haven't uh, you know people might disagree with me when they watch you know we talked about in Cham running back for the, the third goal or the fourth goal but is that more just his nature? If if it was, you know, Brendan Rodgers was the manager, would you see, you know, somebody like Oliver and Cham, you know, sprinting back 78 yards to make a tackle? I don't know. But uh, personally, I've never really bought into that. Uh, thank you very much. That was Liam in Paisley. Let's move swiftly on to Ken, who is on the line. What have you got for us, Ken? Uh, first of all, hi, Gordon. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? I'll keep him safe. All good. Well, good. Uh, two things I'd like to say that is, uh, first of all, on tomorrow night's game, I don't think Lennon's going to make too many changes. I think his message to the players will be, uh, right guys, show the fans that you have got in his work the minerals to play here. Show them that you have the right, not just to beat this club, but to go out in that part playing, because I've not been shown it lately. They've got to go out and show uh, better play. They've got to be sure that they are. They know what they're doing out there. You know what I mean? And also, I'm not sure who said it earlier, but one of the pundits said that if they lose a game on Sunday, the title's over. I don't agree with that. What, what do you think? Well, why don't you agree with it then? Elaborate. Well, I mean, well, uh, if you compare the two Rangers and Celtic, I mean, we've got two games in hand. We've drawn one game more and we've lost two of them. Right? We're not too far behind. If we, if, there's a big effort at the moment, we win those two games in hand, then there's not that big a gap. You know, so we can still. I think we can still come back from it, and I do think Lennon can get us back. I mean, all right, we haven't done great in Europe this season, but the league has to be the main is has to be the main concern. I do think we have the players that can can pull it back. I mean, you can say all you want about players taking time to fit in, or with COVID, the players aren't getting to uh, be together and get to jail. But Rangers have got that same COVID problem. So they can forget about using that excuse as far as I'm concerned. I do think we have the quality of players they can show on the pitch and can turn this around for their own pride, if nothing else. They can do it. I'm sure of that. Even if it's a, even taken until, you know, momentum, Ken, and, and confidence and all the rest of it. I mean, arithmetically, you're right. Of course, Celtic could drop points before the Rangers game and still go on to win the title. But, I mean, surely that would be... Would that not just be another sign that that's not going to happen? Bearing in mind the scheduling, Celtic have still to play the Scottish Cup final. So even if Celtic win everything between now and the Rangers game, and Rangers win everything, it would be 14 points on the morning of that game um, with three games in hand. 
You then want to add potentially more dropped points to that And then of course the possibility that that afternoon Rangers win the game anyway Surely given the nature of these fixtures coming up Celtic need to win everything between now and then No, I think think Rangers will drop points I can't see where because you are playing quite well But, you know, injuries happen Um, Hopefully none of them get the COVID But it's possible they could be in close proximity And they'll lose some of the top players as well as I said, again, hopefully it doesn't because I'd like to be playing against the best players the teams have available. You know what I mean? I've got on their books. You know, but I don't know if it's the mentality in the Celtic players has gone wrong. You know, but I think Lennon can get them to gel again. I think he can get them playing the way they have been playing in recent seasons. All right, Ajeti's not been that great. Um, Duffy seems like a bad buy. All right, yeah, I agree with the goalkeeper. Right, we haven't got a top goalkeeper that we need, but he just needs to get those players mentally focused and playing the way that we all know they can play out in that pitch and show they deserve to be wearing that jersey. Yeah, in terms of personnel for tomorrow, El Yunusi is out. He's been one of the the better performers in the Europa League this season. Uh, Shane Duffy's been assessed for a knee knock. Julian may be rested, but he might play. The problem is, Mark Guidi, we, we we touched on it earlier. Who's a guarantee to, to go in and, and, and do your turn tomorrow At the moment uh, I, I honestly can't think anybody at the moment You could hang your, your, your hat on and, and to go and get a result at the San Siro You know First and foremost This is the one where you are looking for a decent performance You're looking for a, a big improvement on Sunday And it shouldn't be difficult to improve On Sunday Sunday must be one of the worst performances From a Celtic team in a long long time um, So uh, you're looking for that, you know. Even if you to lose two 0 or two one, but you, you you showed something. You showed a bit of cohesion. You showed a bit of fight. You showed a bit of pride. Then that's a starting point going into uh, to mm. to Sunday's game. But um, at the moment, it, it, it's difficult to see where that comes from against such quality opposition in AC Milan. Take the goalkeeper, for instance. Is it Barkas again? Regardless of how bad or, or otherwise you think he is, is it now about giving him a run? Surely it can. No, no. So I think you, go you have back to go to Scott Bain oh, yeah. again. Yeah, I, I, I. So why, I, why did that change at the weekend then? Well, I, I think because it was the the, the sort of fourth competition in terms of priority. You, you give some players a run out a goalkeeper. It keeps his, it keeps his eye in. But but looking at him again, the second goal too, um, and I know it's defensively from a set piece, but. Um, no, for me, you have to go with stop Scott Bain to a new goal. I just don't think Barkas, for me, looks as if he's got, at the moment, the ability, or more importantly, as a goalkeeper, the mentality to handle playing for Celtic. Yeah, it's a question that you know most Celtic fans and Neil Lennon probably don't know the answer yet uh, of who they're going to go for, in the, certainly in the short term, in the lead-up to January and potentially the, the long term. But 23 goals conceded in 10 games isn't just down to the goalkeeper. I think that's it's important to note. I think Celtic is, you know, Mark used the word cohesion, uh, structure 23 goals conceding 10 is down to the 11 players that's on the part it's not just the goalkeeper I know Barkas has made a couple of mistakes I think Bain you know you could argue made a, a couple of uh, mistakes in the, the Sparta Prague game but as a unit Celtic have defended nowhere near good enough 11 far too many crosses into their box and when crosses do come into their box looking fragile you know any time a team attacks they'll fancy themselves uh, to get a goal against you know this Celtic team and I mean just looking at that number again 23 goals conceding 10 I'd love to know how many goals Celtic conceded in the over even the last two seasons combined because that for me is a is a very very worrying start. 
Alright thank you Ken 0141 It's a great time to get your call in We could be speaking to you next 0141 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Art Guidi is here Andy Halliday is alongside him And you can join the guys on the phones Or on Twitter Lots coming in on Twitter I must say uh, Croyboy says I know loads of Celtic fans Who are behind Neil Lennon Myself included It was embarrassing Watching the so-called fans behaviour on Sunday Still plenty football uh, Left to play um, That's good to hear Gordon That You know Because as you said earlier in the show A lot of the times Particularly in the, in the current climate that, that, that it's dominated by people That want to come on And, and, and be critical Of the manager who's, who's in the firing line But it's good as well To bring a bit of balance And for people to Whether it's t- Tweeting in Or phoning in To actually show a bit of support For, for Neil Lennon Because he, he, he'll he needs it I would imagine he needs it At this time uh, Ninos says The biggest issue at Celtic Started when they Didn't tie down Fraser Forster Conference stems From the back I don't need to get Mark Guidi started on that I think that's a Favourite of yours And Esteban Rodriguez Says Big Guidi says Not to abuse the manager He used to abuse me weekly When I put the ball Past him at the old Brockville back in the day Lol I don't know I don't know who Esteban is <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Esteban Rodriguez Apparently Stevie Robb Someone, someone, one of many who used to score against Did you. You can see twenty three and ten. <laughs> and the rest. Right, oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Bob is a Rangers fan from Fife. How's it going, Bob? I'm fine, thanks. How's yourselves? Oh, good. What's your point tonight? Um, my point is is more about a theory about what happened in the the, the collapse of the Celtic team. Uh, there's been a lot talked about their their poor performances, etc. Not a lot of answers as to why. And uh, while Rangers have taken a lot of credit for their performance, I don't think they've been given enough credit for the actual pressure that they have put upon that Celtic team. Now, I think the Celtic squad has been fed um, a lot over the last few years about how good they are, the Invincibles, the treble trebles, quadruple trebles, best squad in the country. And I think they've bought into their own hype about this. And now all of a sudden, for the first time in nine years, they're actually faced with a real strong challenge from another team. And I don't think they know what to do with it. And I think it's rocked them on their heels. And they just, they're not the team of winners they were portrayed to be. And uh, and I think that's had a huge, huge impact into the performance of the Celtic team. I, 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 can I get part of what you're saying, Bob? But one, one thing, a couple of things I would disagree with to say that it's the first time with a challenge. In nine years, Rangers were challenging <laughs> big time. Um, you know, I think we all had Rangers as favourites after December 29th. Uh, you know, a, a year ago, uh, when Ronnie Dyler was Celtic manager, Aberdeen were, were right there in the chase and, and, and Celtic felt a bit of pressure, I'm sure. And just to say, it's been easy for them. I've got a guy s- sitting next to us here that's played professional football for, for 12 years or so big clubs and in big stages and I think that's where I feel a bit for the Celtic team that did do so well under Brendan Rodgers and have won you know treble trebles they don't just turn up and it happens as Andy says there every team wants to beat them Andy's been on the path and, he, and he's beaten them and sometimes he's not beating them so just to say that, it, that it's easy to go through a season not winning sorry not losing a game that it's easy to go and win 11 domestic uh, trophies on a trot it's not easy You're totally underestimating How difficult it is As we're but, seeing now Because yeah, exactly. Celtic still have Much better exactly. players Than Ross County Yeah So you know I think see that But at the moment And, and I think where some Celtic fans Aren't getting it Bob With the folks say, you know, 
we can still do it. It's just a case of getting more out of the players or someone to change the manager. I think a lot of Celtic fans don't actually appreciate just how good Rangers are at the moment. They're a well-oiled machine, absolutely in control, full of confidence and very relaxed in the current situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I never said it was easy for them. I said this is the first time they've had a real challenge. I mean, Rangers cut fell But, but it's not, Bob, sorry. It's season. not. They have a challenge every game. Just to say it's yeah, easy real, to go out and... A real challenge. And, a real challenge. Yeah, a challenge is a challenge. You know, there was a challenge. You, yeah. you try to tell me there wasn't a challenge on December 29th last year. Andy was there. Andy was at Rangers. Yeah, it must have felt, Bob, like that you were laying down a challenge last last New Year. Yeah, it did. It did, and then we fell apart. And the season, the season was basically given to them because we just we just collapsed. But this year, it doesn't look like we're going to collapse. This year, it looks like we have a a very strong squad. But that's that's the point though about earning these things, Bob. Because if that's the case, then so if Rangers go on and win it this season, will they only win it because Celtic collapsed? No, no. We can't have it both ways. Then I'm not saying that. That, that, That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is I think one of the reasons. For the Celtic squad, you know, falling apart this season is the fact that they've been faced with a much stronger challenge than they've ever faced before. Yeah, well, what, I think to be fair, Andy, there is a part of that that cannot possibly be argued with, in that Rangers' perceived crisis—some call it a crisis, some don't—is undeniably being magnified because of how good Rangers are. That's the way the rivalry works. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that they, they, they've not had a challenge. They've, they've not had this terms a challenge in terms of a psychological advantage. From Rangers' point of view, being a living clear, Celtic have never, you know, had to chase a pack with with that much an advantage, regardless of two games in hand. Because listening, you would rather the points on the board. But uh, sorry, that being said, Celtic can't they, can, they they can't get into a scenario where they're worrying too much about where Rangers' first defeat's going to come from, where their first drop points are going to come from. Celtic need to worry about their, their own performances, their own results, and it's where I, I'll go back to it again. With the the next five league fixtures running up to the Rangers game, if if Celtic won five games out of five, regardless of what happens, you know, over uh, at Ibrox and at Rangers, it'll put Celtic in a much better position, you no know, mentally more than anything, to go and try and mount a challenge in that uh, that Rangers game. And within that, they'll feel as if they have to take something from it. Because right now, I, I do agree. Is right now, I don't see where Rangers' first drop points of the season domestic are going to come from. I just feel as if they're. No, they're in such a good place. Every sort of players, no matter who's coming in rotation wise, is doing their job. But ultimately, that blip in the season is going to come. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, you, you'd imagine that there'll be a bump in the road, but Rangers look as well recover it. And, and for me, it all stems from the the the, the manager Stephen Gerrard learning from last season. I'm not going to say learning from mistakes. I'm just going to say learning. And as I've said many times in this show on a Wednesday night the way he handles himself week to week. We stay humble, we stay focused, we concentrate the next game. Nothing more, nothing less. And, and maybe that's him without admitting it. I think that maybe he did get slightly carried away last season at the winter break, which would be understandable given the magnitude of the victory and the way the victory came about at Celtic Park on December 29th uh, last year. So I think he's learned and collectively they look a lot more focused. They've not had the problems. I mean, okay, there was a wee huff a week or two ago, but they've not had that problem of him Basically take the mic out of the club But he's managing And his teammates That appears to Have been part Which is good And there's more quality and, In the team Mark again like Going back to what you said earlier Where I completely agree is, You know Clichés in football One I truly believe in Is you know Strikers win your matches Defence win your leagues And the fact that Rangers have conceded Three league goals uh, Is a remarkable feat And you know uh, Like I said If 
all of these teams that come to Ibrox are parkhead. They want to ride it out for the first sort of 30, 45 minutes, 60 minutes storm and see if they can try and grab, you know, a set piece of counter-attack, uh, obviously 60 minutes after. Every single team that's playing Rangers just now, they find it hard to create a chance, never mind create a goal-scoring chance. So they can't get to that first goal to try and hold on to, you know, to whatever they can to try and get a victory. And at the other end, you know, Rangers are banging in goals at will. So, you know, can I see that lasting the full season? No. But certainly for the, the immediate future, I don't know where they're going to drop points. Good man, Bob. Thanks for calling us tonight. That was Bob in Fife. Takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Don't forget about Celtic. Will I tell you who's on a losing habit? The pundits in here. Month, sun, uh, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. The listeners have cleaned up. On Beat the Pundit So let's see if you can continue that good run Or if Andy Halliday or Mark Guidi Are up to the challenge 01419511025 Your chance to beat the Pundit is up next And you need to call before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 to jump in As we've been expecting all week Lots of reaction coming in already uh, To Celtic's form at the moment To Neil Lennon's position He's spoken today He's thanked the board for publicly backing him Although he says he would have understood If he had been sacked If you've got any thoughts on that Keep them coming And we're going to hear from Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard After we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Dale in Mary Hill is on the line How's it going Dale? Alright guys, how you doing? All good Dale This lot are on an absolutely honking run Hugh Keevans beaten on Friday Alex Ray I think it was beaten on Monday Gordon DL beaten last night Surely you can rub salt in the wounds further I don't know about that I feel like Chris Buck here A nervous wreck <laughs> He was a nervous wreck Last week by the way Oh it's his birthday today I noticed Happy birthday 36 Happy birthday I think he's old Yeah 37 I think uh, oh, wow. I, won't, I won't be wow. happy wow. If I've got it wrong Can you, can you imagine um, in here on his birthday Having his day completely ruined By having to play Beat the Pundit Don't worry These two are a bit They're a bit calmer I don't know if they'll be any good But they're a bit calmer Let's toss the coin And see if you're up against Mark Guidi Or Andy Halliday Heads It is Mark Tails It's Andy Oh it's Tails We've not had him in the hot seat For a while Andy a Halliday while, right? Up against Dale From Maryhill So Andy I'll give you Clyde 2 To listen to it Might get some Christmas tunes Or something Just whatever you do Make sure you can't hear us And Dale I know you've never played before But it's pretty simple You'll have heard it many times 30 Aye. seconds Up against Andy If you don't know it Pass quickly And we'll move on okay Right Good man 30 seconds Your time starts Now Who did Celtic beat To qualify for the Europa League groups Pass Who are Man United playing tonight Eh uh, Fulham Who's Rangers European appearance record Is Alan McGregor set to beat tomorrow Barry Ferguson Who did Stephen Robinson Replace as Motherwell manager uh, Who scored Celtic's only goal against AC Milan in October? Uh, Aberdeen's Ryan Hedges plays for which international team? Republic Ireland Who did Scotland's women's team play last night? Spain Okay, let's bring Andy Halliday back Andy, you ready? Well, you've got a smirk on your face, is that, is that a tell? Uh, well it can mean one of two things Either you're in trouble because Dale's brilliant Or you are going to squish it because Dale was hopeless And right. you'll never know which well, let's one Let's give it a go right, Same set of questions to you, you ready? Yep Who did Celtic beat to qualify for the Europa League groups? Riga 
Who are Man United playing tonight? PSG Whose Rangers European appearance record is Alan McGregor set to beat tomorrow? Paddy Ferguson Who did Stephen Robinson replace as Motherwell manager? Pass Who scored Celtic's only goal against AC Milan Hell in October? Aberdeen's Ryan Hedges plays for which international side? Wales Who did Scotland women's team play last night? Pass Which team did Bayern Munich defeat in this year's Champions League final? I thought uh, Run out of time No, but you said something I was going to say one high right, But okay. PSG But I'll accept your first answer which was a th- <laughs> uh, Dale, how do you think it went? Oh, I think he's beating yeah, I think you're right. Um, who did Celtic beat to qualify for the Europa League groups? Is it Sarajevo? It was Sarajevo. Aye. Riga was the round before. So you're still in it at this point, Dale. Who are Man United playing tonight? It's PSG. Uh, so Andy goes in front. You did get one on the board, I must say. Barry Ferguson, 82 appearances. Um, that's the record that Alan McGregor is set to beat in Europe tomorrow. Um, so well done on that one, but it's 2 1 to Andy Halliday. Who did Stephen Robinson replace as Motherwell manager, Mark Guidi? Mark McGee It was Mark uh, McGee None of you got it So a slender one point lead for Andy At the moment Who scored Celtic's only goal against AC Milan In October It was Elianusi Andy Halliday stretches his lead Ryan Hedges plays for Wales He stretches his lead even further um, Disappointing night for Scotland's women Last night they lost to Finland uh, Qualification hopes over I'm afraid So not a great result at all last night And the last one didn't matter PSG was the, the final against Bayern Munich So it was a f- Four for Andy Halliday And a one for Dale in Maryhill Hard lines Dale Well, well done Andy Very unlucky Dale Good man Dale uh, Well done you've come on here And you've given them the confidence boost they needed Because the pundits were hopeless The last it few was, nights Wasn't it a great show though I'm still Are you disappointed yourself? Disappointed. Why, why in particular? Four one's not bad I know but Mark McGee I should have I, I should got PSG at the end I don't know why I was going to say A win's a win That's what they say right 01419511025 How's this for a a smooth transition It was one of the questions Uh, Alan McGregor Set to become Rangers record appearance holder In European competition With a start tomorrow Quite a Quite an accolade Yeah Brilliant You know To to go and do that um, You know With two spells At the club And uh, You've been a brilliant Performer And to to overtake Barry Ferguson So if you speak to anybody that, that, that played with Barry Ferguson Since he broke into the team In what 1998 Under Dick Advocat And gave again service Over two years I would say that Barry's Maybe the most consistent The best uh, player To wear the Rangers jersey in, in the past 20 years So it's great for Alan McGregor I'm absolutely Delighted for him Because he is An outstanding goalkeeper And being a first class servant To Rangers Are you torn on this Because this is your pal Against your hero It's your <laughs> pal's Taking your hero's record He's split loyalties No delighted for my pal um, if, I think if you break Any record at a big club Never mind You know names such as Barry Ferguson And, and John Gregg and, uh, In third place it's, it's a huge individual Achievement And you know His, his consistency levels At the club You know Over both spells But you know Since the second spell Since I've been there Has been you know, second to none, but you know, he's had some many, many memorable moments in, in Europe. You know, I think of the you know, his save against Werder Bremen, arguably the best save that, that I've ever seen watching live on a on a television screen. So yeah, fantastic achievement and, and fully deserved. Uh, I think he's certainly up there alongside the best that I played with in terms of how he goes about his business on a daily basis. His standards are, are top and it certainly helps my job when there's people in the dressing room that help relay their messages and, um, you know, basically set the standards themselves. Um, his consistency levels since day one have been 
really high level. And, um, you know, Alan deserves to, to break this record. Um, I'm really pleased with him. We're, we're all proud of him here. Um, he's never, ever let us down. So he's someone who we're extremely happy with. And I think to take the record off someone uh, like Barry Ferguson, who's got an incredible legacy here at the club, um, I think it should be a proud day for both. I'm sure Alan will be very grateful to, to take the baton from, from Barry. Um, but I'm sure Barry will be very proud as well because we played together and um, two fantastic servants for the club. Uh, let's bring in Stephen, who's a Rangers fan from Cran Hill. Uh, what are your thoughts ahead of this game tomorrow, Stephen? Well, personally, I think we can get a result against Standard Liège. It proved when we were over there that we were a very good team. And they were a very, they are still a very good team who had not been beat at in home in Europe for six years, was it? Yeah, six years? Yeah, I think they, I can't yeah. remember the exact number, but they certainly had a very good record. I'm, I'm sure it's six years, eh? Right? So I'm positive it's six years. Okay. But I think we've got we've got the consistency, we've got the right we've got the right mix of players, personality in the team. But what what I'm what I'm only mainly on to get across my chest tonight is uh, is why is it all about Celtic? But Celtic Celtic are losing games, Celtic are doing this. Well, Rangers are playing exceptionally well. Everybody's forgetting about how well Rangers are playing. Rangers are playing like I've not I, I've not been to Ibrox since the nineties, and when I was at Ibrox in the nineties, they were playing like that. So to me personally, it's like the past nine years have been a kick in the teeth, but we're back and now we're standing up for ourselves and we're showing we're showing the quality that Stevie G is bringing into the Glasgow Rangers. We're also showing the quality. Of everything without Europe, within Europe, because like the past three years we've been better than Celtic in Europe too, and uh, I just want to get that across because I think Rangers. Everybody's talking about Celtic, Celtic, Celtic. It's not about Celtic. It's about Glasgow Rangers, who's playing the better football throughout the league. Just wondering what your points are, not please. Well, just you. from my point of view, being at the, the brunt end of it here, you might want to tell that to your fellow Rangers fans who tweet me every night this week saying, "I don't want to hear any Rangers fans on the phone. I want to enjoy the disappointment that's sweeping through the Celtic fans at the moment." So I don't think that's that's us or or, or, or the Rangers aren't getting credit, Mark. That's just the way this weird weird wee part of the footballing world works. Yeah, I, I, actually, with, with, with quite a long discussion about Rangers in the first half of the show, Bob phoned in. Well, to, to be fair, Stephen's general point would would be right. Obviously, this week yeah. it's all about. Well, it's, just... it's not like you know Rangers fans are they banned for, for phoning in? You can still phone in as you've done, uh, Stephen. And we're listening to your point, and you're right. We actually have mentioned that a couple of times on the show tonight. At just how well oiled. Rangers are, you know, the team spirit, the performance level, the clean sheets, the goal scored, um, a real happy camp at the moment, you know, none of the problems that, that Morelos was causing uh, last season. So you put all that into the mix and, and Rangers uh, at the moment, okay, there's it's not been won yet, but Rangers right now um, look absolute certainties to go on and uh, win the title. On Alan McGregor who makes this record-breaking appearance tomorrow Stephen, how much of an achievement is that? Well, it, it, it's worth than its, its own I don't need to say anything about it Nobody else needs to say anything about it It's the exact same thing with Andrew Morelos When he broke, broke the Super Alan McCoy's record No words need to be said It's done, plain and simple Tomorrow night when Alan McGregor gets his, his, his number one shot It'll be broke 
and that's it, plain and simple. Mm. It's broke. We we're we're not focused on things like that just now. We're at, we're we're focused on being as good as we can for this season. And that to me personally is makes me feel proud to be a Rangers fan again. You can do it all at once though. I mean Stephen Gerrard's Focused enough on it to, to talk about it today Even Alan McGregor Spoken about it today Who despite Being the <laughs> one of the Experienced campaigners You don't hear from him Very got, much just got to say that I've noticed it that must be when You, no, you look at the, 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 the press conference rarely Rota, says, You rarely hear from uh, him He's I been think, Oh it's certainly um, A big occasion there If Greg's He's been, been put up Blood he, coming he, out he, of stones he, <laughs> he thinks that this record Will take a long time To sink in But he's As all good teammates do He's praising the collective effort uh, That's helped him Get so many clean sheets This season at the moment, we're just concentrating on the game, but I'll probably kick in later in life just to, to realise what an achievement is. Obviously, it's a very proud one. Just to be a part of the history, it'll be unbelievable. Well, I suppose every season you want to do better than last. Um, I think when the group was made, to put ourselves in this position, you would have took it. Um, the job is certainly not done yet. Um, but progression year on year is probably try to do better than last year whether that's possible or not but I think first of all we need to concentrate on tomorrow night and get a good result and then take things for there good players communicating doing their job well and getting on with it but I think it's just the way the whole team defends actually it's not just the back four the back five and the goalie the whole team and that's what contributes to it um, At 38 is he is he as good a keeper as, as he was the first time? Or if he's not, there, there can't be much in it, is there? I just don't... Th- I would challenge anyone to find me a goalkeeper mistake he's made in his second spell at the club. And I'm not talking about red mist mistakes because there's been a couple of them. But <laughs> goalkeeping errors, I, I, I can't remember one since he's, uh, since he's came back at the club that's led to a goal anyway. He was, I, I remember him in the first half of the season... When he re-signed for Rangers That was also Stephen Gerrard's First half of this season And you'd, you'd have been there Every game Alan McGregor was pulling off Two If not three Top draw saves And I said I remember saying it on the programme He was covering up For a multitude of sins Of the players in front Because it just mm. wasn't Working defensively yet It was still taking time For the drills to work Etc etc It was outstanding That first um, Five months And is it to answer your question Gordon Is he better uh, now Yes I would say he's better now. It, listen, it was still brilliant in the first spell But yeah I'd say he's better now yeah. I think You know it's uh, the, the, It's been well documented Since the man just came in The progression of the club And a, a lot of that has been down to Europe It's his European performances for me That's that's, that's really stood out in the second spell And it, uh, I'd be interested to know uh, You know in the, the eyes of Rangers fans Where they actually rate him In terms of You know all time keepers like Gorham likes, and Kloss likes, with, like, Yeah Andy Gorham Stefan Kloss you know what he's done for the club over, over, over both spells individually. You know, winning, winning leagues titles, and if he can obviously get, mm. you know, what he might see as his most important league title over the line this year, it'll be interesting to see where they rate him alongside the others. Answer the man, Rangers fans. You know what to do. Mm. At Clyde SSB or on the phones, give him uh, so what he wants. You had a wee you, laugh you, there. You, to... you kick us off then. Where do you? Where do you? Oh, it's no better than Andy Gorham. You joke. Because <laughs> 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 uh, he's a pal of mine, I've put him. I'll put him number one. Yeah, and and then... Andy Gorham for me was. Yeah, not not enough of a pal to stop you mentioning red misto. You're trying to tell oh, us no, that no, there's, a, there's an angry man. I'm not my pal, but I'm not daft. I can't yes. I can't cover that up from. He's definitely got a a bit of a temper on him, but I do, it does tie in with his with his just his mentality. He's winning mentality. If he concedes a, a goal in training, you get that sort of red misto. I was going to say, so. is he like that in training? Oh, as I, well, absolutely. He's uh, he just he doesn't like losing 
anything whether it's a game a goal uh, he doesn't like losing yellow cards because he, he sort of vents that in referees sometimes as well but it's just all part of the man but he's, uh, he's been a, it was a pleasure to play with uh, 01419511025 let's bring in John who is a Celtic fan in the East End what's your take on, on where Celtic are at now John and, and perhaps what's coming up in the next few weeks um, hi Gordon Hi uh, Mark Hi Andy um, To be honest with you I've listened to I've listened to everything I've listened to the game on Sunday And Hugh and uh, Mark And at the studio And needless to say I had my head in my hands The two times when the goals were scored um, All the different Celtic fans Will all have their opinion On what they think of Lennon Whether they want him there Or whether they don't um, I personally don't really care. I only want Celtic to win. Simple as that. Um, but these people who are coming on, guys are coming on saying that Celtic can afford to lose on Sunday and still potentially win the league. That is garbage. Tomorrow night, we'll take care of itself. Even if Celtic were playing in the best form of their life, there's no guarantees they would get anything for AC Milan away. But Sunday, Sunday is an absolute must win. If they lose a anything on Sunday you might as well hand Rangers the title um, as far as Rangers are concerned Rangers are probably playing a lot of similarities to the way Celtic were playing in the Invincible season um, they're, they're no losing goals they've got a lot of different players that can play in a lot of different positions because Rangers even if they have an injury they have somebody who can step in and do the same job Celtic don't have that and my only concern is this is a question I asked to you guys as as being professionals, especially Andy being a professional himself. What's happened? Why is there such a why have we went from being not so much invincible but a winning team every week with this main mentality of getting results, getting out of the line, even if we're doing injury time, getting out of that line to the way we are new. What has happened? Well, what a question, John. I think people have been trying to answer it. Andy, from just a, a professional's point of view, it's a different different club, different set of circumstances, but how do you look at it? Is, is this, is this Sean a light in the fact that it, that it can happen quickly? And yeah, sometimes it you can can't. happen quickly. And, and, and to answer, John, I can't answer because <laughs> I've, I've been there myself and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to fathom and it's hard to say why international quality players are making basic errors on a weekly basis right now and, it, and it, that's the, the thing is I, I can't give them an answer on that what I can give is that football does change very quickly and this is players that have performed at the same football club under the same weekly pressure maybe not as magnified right now but still the same pressure to win every week so they will have full belief and confidence that they can turn that around as will Neil Lennon and uh, you know he mentions that St Johnson at the weekends are must win. The next five are must wins. You know I mentioned them. I mentioned them against St Johnson, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Dundee United, all at home, Hamilton away. All five of them, I think Celtic, New Lennon and his players will feel as if they're must wins. And if they manage to get the wins and put along performances with them, because that's the thing for me. I think they need a performance every but as much as they need a result. I think that's something that can really kickstart their their, their season, certainly domestically. And they might get that uh, tomorrow with a positive performance. Uh, Against East of Milan, but looking at the five fixtures going into that uh, Old Firm game the second January, that I think it's fifteen must points. When you have a, a fall like this, Mark, it has to be a combination. It cannot just be one thing. But I wonder if you were to pick one, what what would be the overriding factor? Is it you know some fans say 
The players have chucked it Some fans say Neil Lennon's not got it Some fans say The recruitment has just has killed us What what would be the, the, the biggest factor Out of them Or any others That I've not mentioned uh, I, I've, I've said it consistently the, the way the whole Goalkeeping situation Was handled uh, In the summer So recruitment But specifically Yeah The goalkeeping situation Yep Sent out the wrong message For me The wrong uh, tone And um, You look back to The, 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 the Ferenc Varus um, Game um, and, and you look at how important A quality goalkeeper is Look what Fraser Foster Achieved last season Playing for the club You know Game after game, you know he was he was pulling off outstanding um, saves. And we've just been speaking about the, the, how important a goalkeeper is. It? You know Alan McGregor and John McLaughlin as well. Eight nine clean sheets um, for Rangers uh, this season. So yeah, the, the the goalkeeping situation has been a major problem. John, do you do you write tomorrow off? Um, I'm still support them, of course, Gordon. But I I, I can't see it. Um, yes, it might be the catalyst to. Progress, no, no progressing. You know, that's not what I mean. But getting a wee bit of maybe consistency yeah. in a in a positive sense. But and I, I, I'm going to agree as well with what Mark just said. I say this to a lot of fans, a lot of even my family, that the biggest mistake the Celtic made and it was not getting Foster, but no spending that extra wee bit of money that was required. Because, like Andy said, strikers win you games, defence wins you leagues. And starting to the back, we had a great keeper in Foster who knew who was in front of him and they knew who was behind him. Just now, because they're chopping and changing it all the time and changing it to Bain or Vargas or whoever, that's what I that's my opinion. And I know we'll all have different opinions, but we're all entitled to our own opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion is the reason not reason Celtic are the way they are, but a reason one of the major factors is they never got Foster in the summer. Okay, John and East End, thank you very much. Interesting story yesterday regarding Ranger, former Rangers chairman Dave King and the selling of his stake in the Ibrox Club. We're going to be joined on the show by a spokesman from Club 1872. That's coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are in the building. 0141 951 1025 to put your calls to them. We're on Twitter as well. We're about to get the inside track on that story yesterday regarding Dave King and the agreed sale of his stake in Rangers to Club 1872. We'll do that in just a second, but I better give you two this teaser just to give you as long as possible. Thanks to Crazy Pony for sending it in full time at Clyde1.com Can you name 10 non-Scots that have managed at least 5 English Premier League games as in as manager and also played in Scotland during their playing career So 10 non-Scots that have managed at least 5 English Premier League games and also played in Scotland during their playing career Any that jump out straight away? Or do you need some thinking time? I was I was hoping for a bit Roy Keane. less silence. Yes, Roy Keane. Well done. Take one from you, Mark. Any guesses? Terry Butcher. No. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, you can play along in the background as well at Clyde SSB. Now we brought you the news that was breaking yesterday, just before we came on air, uh, and that was that former Rangers chairman Dave Kings agreed the sale of his stake in the Ibrox Club to supporters group Club 1872. Now the sale which is set to be completed within three years would make the fans organisation the largest single shareholder in the club. I'm delighted to say that Club 1872 director Laura Fox uh, joins us on the line at the moment. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Just kick us off by giving us your kind of general reaction to that news that, that came out yesterday. 
Hi, thanks for having me on. Um, so we were excited yesterday to share the news. It's obviously something that we've been working on behind the scenes um, with Dave uh, for some time. We're excited uh, to share the news and absolutely delighted with the response we've had. We, we see it as a hugely positive opportunity for the Rangers support and just judging by the reaction we've had today, I know there are plenty of Rangers fans who feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, share a bit of that kind of optimism then, if you like. Why do, do all parties feel that this is the, the best route forward for the club at this point? I think it's it's what we've always expected to happen. It's what Dave has always said he wanted, that he wanted to find some way to pass his shareholding on to the fans. And I think from the fans' point of view, it's an important opportunity because where Rangers have been um, throughout the last sort of decade. It, it, Dave coined the term never again um, and his legacy, he hopes that his legacy to the fans will be that he passes the shareholding on so that we can protect uh, the club um, through how we vote the shares at AGMs and uh, general meetings. Um, and that, that really, I think, is why it's so important to the fans so that we don't ever find ourselves in the situation that we found ourselves in 2012. Yeah, what exactly would this mean then in terms of balance of power or you know involvement in decisions that that can be made at the club. Yeah. Um so it's really significant um to reach the 25% plus 1 um from a governance point of view uh, it gives you as a shareholder the right to block or the opportunity to to block special resolutions um which is is very important. Um yeah so it's it's a massive opportunity for the club um as well as Rangers because it means that people who genuinely care about the club are going to be involved in important decisions about how the club is run. That's not to say that Club 1872 would be running the club day to day. You know, there's a difference between what you would do as a shareholder and what you would do if you were involved sort of in, on an executive level. Um, but it means that we can take key decisions um, on on events, things that happen at Rangers. And now, of course, there is hard work to be done. I think around £13 million to be raised. How challenging is that going to be? Is is it, I take it you 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 expect it to be to be realistic, but how challenging? It's yeah, we believe it's achievable. Um, it's it is a big ask. Club eighteen seventy two have um, invested one point five million pounds in the club in the last couple of years. And um, previous to that, we spent significant sums um, on share purchases from um, from elsewhere. Um, so we know we know that we have a core group of supporters who believe in Club eighteen seventy two and have always showed, shouldered that burden. Um, what we're asking the Rangers support to do is take a collective responsibility um, for the future of the club and how we can protect that future. We believe it's achievable. We're looking for a minimum of 20,000 sign-ups. Um, people would be donating uh, £500 to become legacy members. But it is a big ask. Um, one thing that, that I can say for sure about the Rangers support is that they, they love the club, they believe in the club and they have historically always turned out in their numbers when the club uh, has needed them. And we believe that what we're trying to achieve is, is absolutely for the benefit of the club. So we're really hopeful that the Rangers support will get behind it. Yeah, you mentioned trying to get to this 20,000 uh, legacy members. What's the current membership? Did I read somewhere about 7,500? Yeah, it's around, it's around that figure. Um, it's very difficult to give an exact figure because it fluctuates from day to day and that can be for various reasons, whether it's people's cards expiring or missed payments and then their accounts go on hold so they don't show as active subscriptions. Um, we have taken a hit in, in recent years when things haven't been going so well on the park. Um, we've taken a bit of a hit recently, um, obviously because people's circumstances have changed through um, COVID and the pandemic. Um, but it sits at about 7,500 members at the moment. So, so is the hope then that because things are 
looking up on the park at the moment, you can you can capitalise on that because I'm, I'm sure um, you you would be the first to acknowledge that, that going from seven and a half to twenty thousand that's that's quite an ask. It is an ask, but there's a real like general feeling of positivity within the support at the moment. I think we're we're feeling positive about what's going on. Um, club-wise, um, I think there's a real um, sense of trust that people have in the current board. Um, I think that we can see the sort of the project of the last few years sort of coming to fruition and feeling very positive about what's happened on the park. Um, and yeah, we're, we are hoping to capitalise on that and we're hoping that people will see this as a, another positive opportunity. And what we're really hoping is that we can complete this deal um, in time for the 150th anniversary of the club. I think that would be a huge achievement on the part of the Rangers' support. Should this be seen, Laura, as a a genuine step towards fan ownership. I know that's a lot more popular in, in parts of the continent than it is here. We've got a couple of examples, like like Motherwell, for instance. Is that is that the direction? Can that ever become the the end goal for a club like Rangers? Um, I mean, it could be. Um, we're aiming for twenty five percent plus one through this campaign, um, and that wouldn't give us that wouldn't be fan ownership, but it would certainly be fan representation. You would be looking at having, you know, someone representing Club eighteen seventy two on the, the RIFC board, for example, and and that's that's a, a, an aim that we believe is achievable, and it's already a stated aim of the organisation that we will have that we will seek a place on the RIFC board, and certainly as we increase the shareholding, it becomes far more likely that we can do that. Great stuff, Laura. Thank you. I know you've been very busy over the last couple of days, so we appreciate you taking time. Thanks again. No, thank you. Good stuff. That was Laura Fox from Club 1872. I know there's been there's been so much said over the last few years, Mark, and um, about going Rangers finances and, and shareholdings and all the rest of it. And, and some people have probably become a bit saturated by it. But but that's significant news that you know Dave King, um, the sale of his stake and making Club 1872 um, potentially the single largest shareholder, I should say, within the club. Yeah, and and if ever there's a time to to announce it and try and get up to the, the twenty thousand uh, members, it's now. But you're right; it's it is a lot to do uh, with timing, and for me that sounds a very uh, attractive uh, proposition uh, to Bonner. I know it's easy to say, just you know, go and find five hundred pounds. Not not easy to do, but I think in time, um, given the time scale that, that's open to get this deal over the line between Dave King and eighteen seventy two, uh, I think it'll be done. Andy Haldy's been doing my job for me Throwing questions out there on Twitter What a response you've got by the way On your, your goalkeeping debate If what's you can the, call it that the general consensus? Well age obviously plays a part right yeah. But I would say you're looking Gorham, at, I, I think Gorham possibly yeah. um, Graham Wilson, McGregor outstanding Second to Gorham Stephen Reid, Gorham's still slightly ahead But I think if Ranger, if McGregor helps Rangers to 55 That would change my opinion, says Stephen Must be a few um, Chris Wood shouts in there Jamie Wilson says I'd rate McGregor as the best Gorham's a legend but I think McGregor edges it for me Delighted to see him break the record Thomas mm-hmm. Brooks has gone top 5 But he's gone Gorham, McGregor, Kloss, Woods, McCloy Again, does age come into it? I think potentially Mikey acknowledging that McGregor is the best in my lifetime But you know that that plays a big part in it. He says. I also thought somebody that, that, that was brilliant for Rangers. I think he probably only kind of one uh, full season, uh, and he was outstanding. But was Ronald Vatterus yeah, absolutely was. brilliant yeah. that season where he think, he dislodged Stephen Claus. Yeah. He was brilliant. For don't a think I've ever seen a goalie with better two feet kicking wise than. Uh, I thought he was a better barnet. It used to be him and Jim Duffy in here on Wednesday night. You think you're struggling, you should see they too. The Mitchell Don't brothers. The Mitchell brothers of the of the super scoreboard team. Um yeah. the, the best thing about Ronald Water is forget what he did on the pitch, you would have missed this um at the weekend. Uh-huh. Um maybe you, you went on on the show on Saturday, were no, you? No. So 
the, we had the teaser The who am I And he, he wasn't the right answer But right. Alex Ray thought he was right. So in, in usual fashion He scribbled it down And he held up his bit of paper right, But the, the old Dennis in education Had kicked in And he, he spelt it like Water hoose Like, like H-O-O-S-E Like a hoose for your water And I just found that really funny <gasps> that, he held up the bit of paper Did I hear a, a, one of the teasers It was about uh, Italians was the answer And Alex Ray answered Gaza Oh I don't know There's every chance I don't know But I can remember Waterhouse uh, From the weekend Which was a classic who, who was your goalkeeping idol Growing up Since you, I know you were a keen Oh it was um, oof, with, with, Without question It was uh, Neville Southall And uh, I remember I was lucky enough To get my uh, photograph Taken uh, with him At a, a tournament I played in Down in uh, England somewhere And he happened to To be there But I remember him In that Ever- Everton team Early to mid Early to mid 80s Under Howard Kendall With Kevin Ratcliffe and Derek Mountfield and, and Peter Reid and Trevor Stephen, Kevin Sheedy, Andy Gray, Graham Shat. So uh, Neville Southall. Yep, Neville Southall. And it was his warm ups that were brilliant um, as well. So, yeah, um, Neville, uh, Neville Southall. And Campbell Murray was brilliant as well. Campbell was a first team goalkeeper. I was at St. Mm-hmm. Uh, Campbell, he's, he's, he's 60th uh, a month or two ago. So, yeah, Campbell Murray was terrific as well. Del Trotter's got McGregor below Goroman Kloss. I think that's the lowest I've seen um, mm-hmm. McGregor so far on Twitter tonight. Um, and thanks to all of you who, rather than writing McGregor, are writing his nickname, which is great for me on a family show. That's brilliant. Uh, really, really <laughs> makes life difficult for us. Um, Alfie West, 41. I've seen them all. Gorham's the best McGregor second Then close for me. So there we go. Uh, right, on this teaser, how are you getting on? Um, 10 non Scots. Who've managed at least five English Premier League games They've also played in Scotland during their playing career So you got Roy Keane, I'll take a couple more each Roberto Martinez Yes Mikel Arteta Yep uh, Ray Wilkins Yes, that's a great shout that, well done I thought that was maybe one you would have forgotten Owen Coyle Brilliant, 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 brilliant okay, One more? Uh, yeah, go for one more at the moment Paolo Di Canio Paolo Di Canio Celtic and Sunderland Alright uh, We'll leave it there Because something very important That I would love to tell you about Just before we go uh, Any further Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Andy Haldy came in tonight He was whinging about how cold it was at training today I tried to drag my lazy backside off the couch And go out for a run It was definitely freezing It was raining It was dark at midday How's about this to try and cheer you up? I think we all know that we'd love to be somewhere warmer. Well, thanks to Clyde One's Cash for Kids, we're giving you the opportunity to do just that next year. We're giving you the chance to win a holiday to Barbados for just a £5 donation. Talk about a win-win situation. What an itinerary. Staying at the Coconut Court Beach Hotel, one of the best beaches in Barbados. Sun, sea, cocktails, you get the picture. The prize includes flights from Glasgow or Edinburgh plus transfers now for your chance to win it is so simple just text SUN to 84901 that's SUN S-U-N to 84901 now your text costs one standard network message rate plus a voluntary £5 donation now it's a win-win you've done your bit you've made a £5 donation and you might win the holiday you can help battle holiday hunger and make a difference to a child this Christmas day with that £5 now you'd be playing across the Clyde One and our sister station West FM for full T's and C's go to Clyde1.com the entries close at 6pm this Saturday that's the 5th of December and that'll be at the end of our sports auction one of the highlights of our year don't miss it You'll have your chance to bid on some money can't buy prizes. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141951.
1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here It's still time to get your calls in 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter um, We are asking the pundits But you can play along at home And lots of you are There's a great response uh, Coming into this We're looking for 10 non-Scots Who have managed At least 5 English Premier League games And also played in Scotland During their playing career The guys are doing pretty well These two are not as daft as they sound um, Mikel Arteta Owen Coyle Ray Wilkins Roberto Martinez Roy Keane Paolo Di Canio You were so chuffed with yourselves Because you got one during the break <laughs> hey, I'm nabbing it <laughs> Was this, was this a team effort? It is a team effort But I, could, but I trust Andy to get the, the, the remaining two okay. or three Frank De Boer, Crystal Palace, Rangers Only managed four oh, English Premier oh, League games no. Kidding, how confident were we? Oh no I'm doing a oh, universal sign that, to you two right now that. that you would get sent off for ah, I'm, just, I'm struggling for the remaining yeah, as well toiling, toiling. <sighs> Love really? that No, no oh, right, that I, I'm struggling, I'm struggling well, okay, I'll give you some more thinking time. Um, Mark has not missed a beat on Twitter. He says, "Is Big Mark still modelling himself in the physique of Neville Southall?" <laughs> what a goalie, by the way! <laughs> he says he's the best we've ever had. Um, Chris wants a special shout out to Neil Alexander because he was just as good as McGregor in that oh seven oh eight season when he had to come in and was instrumental in the UEFA Cup run. And played the in the final, was I? Yeah. Yep. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, Peter Carrigan says Can't see your question About Rangers goalkeeper anywhere I had to hear it Peter It wasn't on here um, And he's another one by the way Neil Alexander fan club Out in force Deserves a mention Called up for some massive games Stepped up to the plate Not to mention his loyalty to the club uh, P.S. Not saying he's the best But worth mentioning Okay That is fair enough indeed uh, Let's bring in Grant In Darville How's it going Grant? Hi guys How you doing? Yeah all good tonight Grant what's your point? Uh, I, I had I had a quick kind of statement earlier on, but a guy stole my thunder and he was quite right. I'm just kind of disappointed that um, over the last six weeks, the magnificence of Rangers and some of the teams that they've they've gave a doing home and away, and the results has been overlooked by the, the Scotland sort of thing and, and the late Celtic thing. But the guy covered it perfectly. I just think we deserve more credit. Uh, but my, my main point is, and can I firstly say that to the Rangers fans out there, I know a lot of Rangers fans. They know a lot of me, and I've been on Clyde a few times. This is just a uh, this is just a point, and it's a it's a question that's niggling me. Um, recently, um, Rangers seem to, to go away in Europe and play brilliantly, and have a tendency to lose uh, daft goals in the last five, ten, fifteen minutes. I'll give you an example: uh, young boys of Bern, uh, two one up. A minute in injury time, we get a free kick and we charge forward in trying to score and lose a goal. Uh, the Benfica games, 3-1 up with 15 minutes to go against 10 men. The game at Ibrox-Benfica um, against an allegedly poor team who were the fourth biggest spenders in Europe. So, uh, And then lose two goals in the last 15 minutes again. We've done the same over in Fiernord, I believe. It's a question and an observation. Is there a, na- a naivety within the Rangers coaching staff management or the players that when you go up these sort of results you're not holding on and seeing it out because to me I, I would have took a draw home and away against Benfica no bother but I was kind of disappointed with the way the game was played out and we did the win both games um, and I know, Andy, I know Andy I've met you a few times up in the Legends Lounge at Ibrox in different places so uh, good to hear you back pal um, I just want to hear professionals views is, is that a naivety is it a player's problem? Is it a, I don't know. Can can some use maybe a well, comment? I put it to Andy. What do you think? I think yeah. Well, 
what I do, uh, certainly I agree with Grant, was Benfica, the away performance. That to me was 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 definitely naivety. It was a there was just a sense of game management in there. We were three one with ten minutes to go, and uh, you know when they pegged it back to three two for the last goal. You know, when we actually look at the position of the the Rangers players when they lose the ball, both fullbacks are advanced. You know Scott Arfield has a chance to to take it into the corner maybe and run down the last couple of minutes of the clock. And you no, know, you know Phil Hollander took a lot of criticism for for ultimately what was an individual error, but it could have been helped. And it was, there was a sort of domino effect before that, quite a few. But I mean, out with that, I think there's there's been there's a lot of cases over the years where you know if a team's holding on, um, you know the the players start might getting too deep and inviting pressure, or or you'd expect to maybe a change for the manager to come up and show up. But I think in the case of the the game at Ibrox with Benfica, for me, I'm holding my hands up for the second goal and saying that's that's just too good. That's maybe that is what what eighty million spent in the summer does get you because I don't know. Uh, how much better Rangers can actually defend the, the situation for the second goal but you know it's, it's hard to say you know it's a, there's a it's a real weakness in the Rangers team right now because you know you're talking about holding on to Leeds they've conceded three goals domestically they've conceded I think it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong I think it's eight goals in all competitions we're in December so uh, you know I don't think it's a weakness but certainly the, the, the Benfica away was game management for me Must be a nice position to be in Grant if, if that's what's Getting at you or annoying you slightly this season? Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And as I say, it's not a criticism. It's just I can go back three seasons ago when I took my wife to a first away game in Europe in Moscow, and she must hold the record of seeing Rangers scoring three goals, taking the lead three times, three goals, and getting beat in Moscow or any big capital, you know. And and then the same in Switzerland, you know. So I may not take her back. I'm not really sure, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's that sort of thing. A, a, less, a mistake's no mistake if a lesson's learned from it. If you know what I mean, you know. And it's that's four or five times it's happened now. And Gerard's got us playing magnificent European football, home and away, and in the league, if you want to call it that. But it just kind of niggles me. It, it, it was to me that was a we snatched uh, defeat for the jaws of victory twice against Benfica, and uh, I just. If, if you learn from that and, and you go past it, then that's great. But that's now five times that I can recall anyway, you know. Uh, it's just, it's, mm. it was a defeat to me after Wednesday night. Mark, with nothing wrong with high standards, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would, would rather it isn't happening and he'd be looking to fix it. On the other hand, it must be encouraging that it's taking that level of opposition to expose that, that kind of chink in the armour. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the, the learning process too. I mean, ideally, you know, in the last two games, you wouldn't throw away or you wouldn't, you know, lose two goal leads, particularly when you're against 10 men. But you've, you know, Grant's mentioned games in, in Switzerland and in Russia as well. But most most recently, um, we've got to remember as well, and, and Andy, I think we're talking about it during one of the breaks, just how good Benfica um, yeah. are as well. But, you know, I think you look at the bigger picture, Grant, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. In, in, in Europe but you look at what Rangers have achieved you know with with a manager who was, who was grinning who was starting off to, to do what they've done I think is really good and, and they will because you can tell the manager and the players learn from the past and they'll certainly learn from this season as well and it's all about now just doing enough to go over the line whether it happens tomorrow night or what, whether it takes to the last game but just getting over the line to, to get into the knockout stages again I think it'll happen tomorrow Grant I do, I do. I, I think we'll be we'll be too quick on the ball and moving it. Just the way they're playing football, European football, just now. And teams, we used to be scared of teams at Ibrox. I can go back to the nineteen seventies watching Rangers in Europe, and we always lost half goals. I mean, the Germans, the Italians used to come and take goals from us, and Rangers would put up a stuffy game but lose goals. 
we don't seem to be doing that at Ibrox now and I think it's the possession football the triangles the moving forward nobody's scared to take it from front midfield to the centre half just to play possession football and it's a joy to watch and teams are scared of us now no matter who it is they're wary of Rangers now home or away and it's, it's really good to see for a change Alright, thank you very much That was Grant in Darvel. I suppose that is the obvious incentive tomorrow Andy It doesn't come much more obvious than this Just to, to get it done Don't have it rolling over to the last game And then you can approach that with a bit more freedom And I'm not sure Rangers are the type To, to properly mix up the squad And give all sorts of youngsters a chance But, but maybe they will At least the option yeah. would be open there Yeah, it was a group that it, I don't know To be honest, I felt Rangers would, would do well And progress But you know they've done it in a comfortable manner A uh, couple of drop points uh, two draws obviously against the uh, the likes of Benfica who I touched on spent 80 million in the summer and, and were, were a really good side and it was a side I'm sure that the majority of Rangers fans would have took two points against uh, before the uh, before a ball was kicked I actually think the previous game uh, against Standard was probably I mean if you can call that call it that it was probably one of Rangers most underwhelming performances of the season but they won 2-0 mm. and, and didn't concede a shot on target so uh, they're in a good place and I fully expect them to go through with a game week to spare Thanks again to Grant Right on this teaser Still looking for one, two, three, four Non-Scots that have managed At least five English Premier League games And also played in Scotland Go Mick McCarthy Yes I'm toiling And I'm toiling now I'm, I'm being right in my brain I've got seven, three to get Need a clue so, or two oh, Gordon yeah, three to Right, the clue is Oh, I've got one actually Go on then Did I, did I work with him? Uh, no I don't know Oh yes, he Tony did. Mowbray. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Tony Mowbray. Yeah, well done. Celtic and West Brom. Right. Well, the the reason you've forgotten about this one is probably the appearances. It was he managed just a more than five, but just a small number of times in the English Premier League at the same club as Mikel Arteta. Oh, Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. Yep. The last one, which is the hardest by a mile. All right. You will know him Andy as Andy Webster. No. <laughs> You'll know him as the Watford manager. You've perhaps forgotten they had a spell at Hearts. He's not the Watford manager currently, sorry, but that that's Oh uh Eddie Boothroyd. Eddie Boothroyd. You'd what be here all sure. night on that one. Oh I nah, never I got that. Right, okay. Thank you, Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi. We are back at six o'clock tomorrow. Big night of European action. I know Celtic fans maybe uh, not got as much to play for, but nevertheless, I'm sure you'll be tuned in at wanting the best for the team Rangers with the chance to progress from that group as well. So make sure you join us at six o'clock. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL will be here in the meantime just sit back and relax Callum Gallagher will look after you for the rest of the evening <laughs>